0: Welcome to the Laser Therapy Institute weekly podcast, the world's first podcast about medical laser therapy for healthcare providers. Each week we discuss the latest research, interviews with experts, and how laser therapy can enhance your practice. Now here is the founder of LTI and your host, Dr. Jason Roundtree. Hey, welcome back to the Laser Therapy Institute Weekly Podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Roundtree, and I'm really happy to be here with you again today because we're talking about shoulder pain patients and rotator cuff tear recoveries in particular. This is going to be a pretty exciting look at a very new study. This study was published just in April of 2021, and it reveals a lot that we didn't necessarily know about laser therapy and rotator cuff tears. So we're gonna dig into this study in depth, gonna give you some key takeaways for your practice that you can put into action right away we're going to talk about the type of laser they used, the schedule that they treated these patients on, how they evaluated them accurately to know that the patients were progressing. It's just it's a lot of really good information. Now, before I get any further into the study itself, I do want to remind you that Laser Therapy Institute is here with resources and training for you and your staff. We can help integrate laser therapy into whatever type of practice you have whether that is a physical therapy practice a chiropractic practice a primary medical care practice We have the resources, we have the personnel to help support your integration of light therapies to help your patients out. And that goes all the way into oncology and obviously pain management practices and so many other practices. Really, there are very few medical fields that can't benefit from adding laser and light therapies in to their practice. If you want to know more about how this can be used for you and your patients to help your patients get better and deliver a pretty good return on investment, I want you to get a hold of us. You can email us, info at lasertherapyinstitute.org or just jump on the website, take a look around at what we've got. You can set up a meeting with our personnel so we can talk to you about what needs to happen in your practice, what you're looking to add, what you're needing help with, and let's see if we can meet those needs for you. Now, the study we're looking at today is titled The Effectiveness of High-Intensity Laser Therapy in the Treatment of Post-Stroke Patients with Hemiplegic Shoulder Pain, a Prospective Randomized Controlled Study. Again, this was published just in April of 2021 uh, in Lasers in Medical Science. And specifically, we're covering not just rotator cuff tears, but rotator cuff tears in patients who have had a stroke, and they have shoulder pain on the same side that's been affected by the stroke but not just shoulder pain from things like adhesive capsulitis or bursitis or tendinitis. We're going to be specifically talking about diagnosed partial rotator cuff tears. And they start off this study by saying that hemiplegic shoulder pain for post-stroke patients has been reported to occur in 16 to 84% of patients. It can develop just within a couple weeks or it can take several months. And many times it does become permanent and it does prevent that functional recovery. We don't know exactly why that happens that way, or what the different factors are for why so many stroke patients end up with shoulder pain. We do know that rotator cuff tears do represent at least a segment of that population. And in the study, they say that while treatment of rotator cuff tears can be conservative or surgical, many of them, especially partial thickness tears, symptomatically improve with conservative management. And in recent years, high-intensity laser therapy has been considered as a treatment option for shoulder pain. It increases microcirculation and tissue regeneration. It lowers edema, inflammation, and pain with its photomechanical, thermal, electrical, and biostimulating effects in deep tissues. And their goal in this study was to investigate the effectiveness of high-intensity laser therapy on pain, disability, function, and quality of life in patients with this hemiplegic shoulder pain accompanied by partial tears of rotator cuff tendons, and research the effect of high-intensity laser therapy on the size of the partial tears and using ultrasound to evaluate that with the thought that high-intensity laser therapy may positively affect the muscle ruptures due to its features such as increasing cell metabolism, vascular permeability, and blood flow. So utilizing high-intensity laser therapy on these rotator cuff tears, not only for pain, but also for repair. That may sound a little bit far-fetched if you've not heard that much about light therapy yet. When I was in school, I was briefly taught about laser therapy with the idea that it helps with temporary reduction of pain, and I pretty much wrote it off, because my thought at the time was, who cares about temporary reduction of pain? There's so many different ways to accomplish that, that's not going to really be a great tool in practice, it certainly didn't seem that way. But now we have studies like these that are evaluating not only pain reduction, but lasting pain reduction, and whether this can be a tool for stimulating a repair process. So they set up the study with 44 patients, and these patients all had chronic shoulder pain on the same side that was affected by their stroke, that's where you get the hemiplegic shoulder pain term, and had a diagnosed partial tear of rotator cuff tendons on ultrasound evaluation. And they divided their 44 participants into two groups. They had one control group. They got exercise therapy, uh, five sessions a week for three weeks. And then they had their experimental group, which performed uh, five sessions of exercise per week, but also had three sessions a week of high-intensity laser therapy, again, for a total of three weeks. So both groups had the same exercise plan five days a week. One group, the laser therapy group, also had three sessions of laser therapy a week for those three weeks total nine treatments right And they assessed all these patients prior to beginning care. The ultrasound was a big evaluation tool that they used to measure the size of the tears. And if you're not familiar with ultrasound, we're not talking about therapeutic ultrasound. Of course, we're talking about diagnostic ultrasound, where you can create a picture of the soft tissues. It's actually a really great tool for evaluating rotator cuff tendons. And so they measured the tears, the size of the tears for these patients. They also took measurements on the pain visual analog scales. They measured passive range of motion. They did some questionnaires for functional outcome assessments, which you're probably familiar with. The shoulder scores, also functional status and quality of life. They also measured motor recovery and spasticity scores in addition to Then of course having the the measurement of the rotator cuff tendon tear size on ultrasound. So they applied a total of three weeks worth of therapy and then they came back on that very last day of therapy and they repeated the same evaluation. So this is technically a short term follow up. We don't have anything really on the medium term. We don't really have much on the long term either. So. Very interesting with where they really confine these results to this three-week period of therapy, but the results were quite interesting. Before I get to the results, let me tell you what they were doing with the laser therapy side of things. They had a standard, pretty common exercise plan uh, for all the patients, and for the laser therapy group, they did a pretty interesting spread of treatment. So the first four treatments that they did, they said they focused on an analgesic effect. They had a 1064 nanometer high intensity laser. So that's a class four laser, not a surgical laser, not doing any kind of burning or cutting or anything like that. It's still incredibly safe. We're not looking at any level of side effects. There were no side effects recorded in this study, but a 1064 nanometer beam for this laser. And so for the first four treatments, they would set the power to eight watts and a pulsed frequency of 25 Hertz. So the light was flashing 25 times per second, and they applied the laser for about two and a half minutes um, and got a total of 300 joules of energy delivered to the shoulder. Now, the next five treatments, they changed it up a little bit, and they went to continuous waves. So instead of the light flashing, it was just continuously on, and they set the power to 7 watts, and delivered a much greater dose over about six minutes. They did 2,500 joules instead of 300 joules, and this was a fairly high-level dose as well at 100 joules per centimeter squared. That is almost 10 times the kind of standard or uh, typical dose that you'll see, so that's very, very high dose, and again, doing this three times a week, that's a pretty, pretty significant dose of laser for the shoulder for these tendons. So that was a total of 9 sessions of laser, 15 sessions of exercise, and then they remeasured for both groups there uh, at the end, at the conclusion of the study. And they said that both the laser therapy and the control groups demonstrated a clinically and statistically significant improvement in terms of pain, disability, and passive range of motion immediately post-treatment, right? so at the end of the three weeks. But the quality of life and function also showed a significant increase after treatment compared with pre-treatment in the laser therapy group only. Improvements in pain, disability, function, and quality of life were better in the laser therapy group compared to the control group. In addition, the size of that rotator cuff tear, evaluated before and after treatment, did not change in the control group whereas it decreased significantly in the laser therapy group. So exercise, in this case, did very good for helping the pain, disability, and range of motion issues. However, when it came to quality of life, function, and the size of the rotator cuff tendon itself, the laser therapy group had very good improvements. And they even say, like I just read, pain disability scores as well were better in the laser therapy group as compared to the group they only got exercise. So their conclusion is that these results strongly suggest that high-intensity laser therapy application could restore partial tears in the supraspinatus muscle. I think that's very, very exciting. I would really have loved to have seen another follow-up, maybe a month after the end of therapy, to see if that repair process continued. We know that it takes a long time to do some level of tissue repair. We know that it is possible in a lot of cases, but just think about building up muscle. Even a bodybuilder is gonna take a long time to build up new amounts of muscle. And so it takes time in these injuries for these muscles to recover. Plus, you've got the fact that someone with a hemiplegic stroke disability situation may have additional challenges in getting that to heal. Still, for just nine visits of laser and three weeks of total therapy, this is really impressive results for not only pain and and helping these patients have higher quality of life, but for actually seeing repair in the rotator cuff tendon tears. That's very, very exciting, and I hope that we see some little bit longer, you know, some mid- and longer-term results on studies like this in the near future. So, what are your takeaways from this? Well, number one, high-dose, high-intensity laser does appear to be an effective intervention in partial tears of the rotator cuff tendons. If you have someone with a full thickness tear that has ripped completely away, especially if it's retracted, I would really hesitate to expect good results from a conservative care plan at all, whether it's exercise, whether it is laser therapy, or even injection therapies, right? Those are frequently going to be surgical cases. But with these partial tears and this type of data, we know that exercise can be helpful. We can apparently can see now that high-intensity laser can actually stimulate the repair of this tendon. The other thing that you should take away from this is that ultrasound is a quick and economical way to assess a rotator cuff tear and measure the size, and then even to be able to repeat that measurement to see if it is improving. That's a great way to see if you're making the gains that you should be that you would expect for your patient. And if you've not had a lot of exposure to diagnostic ultrasound. I actually have a guest coming up on the podcast in the pretty near future, who's gonna explain more about how to implement diagnostic ultrasound for soft tissue injuries, so you can really evaluate a patient well, not only on intake, but even as they are progressing. So stay tuned for that one here in the next few weeks. And then the last one is to say that exercise plans are not enough, even if the patient is getting better you could do better than you already are. I know a lot of physical therapists who are very effective at working with partial tear rotator cuffs, and I'm sure, absolutely sure, they are doing a great job at using exercise and activity modification to help these patients improve their pain levels and quality of life. However, adding laser and light therapy to that certainly appears that it could be even better. If you have questions on how to implement laser therapy, specifically high-dose, high-intensity laser therapy, get a hold of us. We will help answer your questions. We will push you in the right direction so you can get better results for your patients. We'll give you the tools to do so. We'll help make sure your staff are trained. You don't have to worry about doing the research yourself because we've done it for you. We've put together the plans, the courses, 95% of our program is all online courses and the rest of it can be done over Zoom or over phone calls and we really see excellent results. So thanks for joining me this week and I look forward to seeing you back here again next week. Subscribe now to keep learning about the growing field of laser therapy. Check out our patient-focused podcast, Healing at the Speed of Light, a great resource for your patients. For massive practice growth and improved patient outcomes, become a certified Laser Therapy Institute clinic. Learn how at lasertherapyinstitute.org.